This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Hello and welcome to the Blueprint Review podcast in Cannes. This is the third one. Um, we've had a few days off. We've actually got a lot of films that we've seen now. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll do one now. We'll do another one in the morning, and we'll just keep. We'll get on top of it now. Um, so, so yeah. So we're at the very end of the festival. We're heading into the final weekend where some serious sort of film watching is going to happen. Um, and we, like I say, we've seen a lot more films. Um, so today we're going to we'll, we'll squeeze in four films that we've seen. Um, a couple because we don't think we're going to come much to say about them. Uh, so, we'll, you know, we'll, like I said, we've seen four films and we'll start off with a film in Uncertain Regard and a film was, we got up very early to see because it's a British film directed by the editor Andrew Hume. It's his first feature film and we wanted to see it, obviously, because we're British and we're interested in British film and we want to support it. Um, so, Snow and Paradise, do you want to give us a brief synopsis and then I'll start us off on what I thought. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of an East End gangster thriller with a sort of a slight uh, kind of storyline based around kind of Islam and things like that, and it's a little bit about finding faith and peace and things like that in this kind of gangster East End world. Um, that's kind of pretty much it, really. Um, it's it's kind of it's quite formulaic, isn't it? It kind of it sticks quite close to the, your sort of standard East End. It feels something like something that was should have been created in about two thousand and one. Kind of on the back of things like Snatch and things like that, but it, I mean, it's not a comedy. It's it's nowhere. It's not in the same league as that. But Although I did laugh a few times for the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting. I think I think the actual the actual backstory to it is more interesting than what comes out on screen. Um, it is based. We found out afterwards. It is based on a on a real story, and it's been written by. Um, the main character co-written by it, um, which no, not the main character, his uncle. No, 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 no. The the film is based. The main character. I'm not oh, saying okay, the guy sounds, who played okay, the main character. Okay, that's what it sounded like. Okay, I'm saying yeah, the main yeah. character in the film. The, ca- yeah, the okay, character yeah. in the film is a real character, and he helped write it. But on top of that, which is what Darren's coming to, he actually plays somebody in the film as well, which we also found out. Um, so, um, in terms of kind of the cast, isn't, isn't, it's completely unknown cast. Um, the the lead role is actually it's not too bad. He's, he's pretty good. I think it's his first first acting role. But a lot of the other um, characters that that's painful to watch, um, especially one of his, his friends, an Islamic character um, at the beginning. There's a lot of this kind of street sort of talk which is just horrible to hear it just he literally says bruv, bruv in every bruv, single yeah, line bruv, yeah bruv and it's oh it just makes you want to like scratch your eyes out but um luckily that kind of uh that does luckily he off gets killed bit. off yeah, <laughs> they kill him off early um so and then there's a random eastenders character sh- pops up and it's it's to be fair it it's for a first kind of British film with an unknown kind of director and unknown cast, it's well not an unknown director, but it's his first feature. It's 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 not bad. It's not a bad kind of first pop, but 
the story just needed more to it. It needed it needed more of a twist. It just you knew where exactly where it was going. It never really found its place in either the kind of the gangster world or this kind of Islamic world. It just kind of it, it tried to tread both paths a little bit too much in my in my view. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd probably be, I'd be a little bit harsher on it than you, to be honest, because I, I just think it just didn't quite work, and ultimately it was incredibly cliched and derivative. The language never, the fact that you know he, the the, the guy wrote it and it's his world. It, if that really, you know, I don't believe it for a second. It didn't yeah. f- feel real to me. It makes it worse that it is. Yeah, that he wrote it because it doesn't feel like he ever lived in this world. Exactly, and it's just really TV. Um, in, in, it's in definitely in the performances, especially in the writing. It's just really weak writing. Structurally, as a, as a story, like you say, it doesn't really go anywhere. Doesn't say anything. It's got a few nice ideas. I quite like this idea of this, you know, this violent guy who's sort of, you know, just slowly entering this sort of gangster world, but sort of he's, he's being pulled by by Islam and and kind of peace and and this newfound faith. That's a great idea. But it doesn't execute at all. It comes in quite late on. It's really tacked on. It doesn't explore it. So, so that didn't quite work. And yeah, and it's just, so you're just left with this sort of really awful ear bleeding dialogue, which yeah. you know it's not as bad as Attack the Block, but it's on that level of fake sort of dialect. Yeah. You know, and it's just yeah, it just didn't quite work. But like yeah, the, the main performance was quite strong. There's a few nice visuals in it, although I would say stylistically it's quite inconsistent. Yeah, and like, and also some of the, some of the lens work was a bit odd. It felt like a lot of it was a bit over blurred. It's like they'd almost added in extra blur to it. Instead, it was just a little yeah. bit, a little bit weird. And to be honest, the the screen we saw it on wasn't the best because I I was looking at bloody pixels on the wall. It wasn't. It, it was not a good. It's not a good environment yeah, but, to see it. Yeah. In terms of like actually looking at it, it yeah. they they were really irritating me because I could see everything. Well, I never even saw that, but I just mean stylistically. Like there was a few shots which were there purely for style, but they didn't. But there wasn't throughout the yeah. film. This is the odd nice shot, but set up to make a nice yeah. uh, image for the poster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, just, it was just it was an odd one. I think I actually think it's quite a weak debut to be honest. Um, but. Yeah, what do I know? Um, so yeah, we've seen weaker. Week. <laughs> oh God, yeah, we have seen weaker. Um, and on that front, although I think it is debatable, <laughs> we saw a film the night before that, which is was part of director's fortnight. It is called Two Door Nicole, which is You Are Sleeping Nicole, a French film. Um, it's a black and white French film. Why it's black and white, we have no idea, other than to look arty-farty, it's the only thing I can explain. But as a general concept, it's about this girl, she's a teenage girl, her parents are away, and she's living with her brother, um, who's like 10 years older. He's in a band, and her and her best friend are working, saving up to go on this holiday together, that they've already bought the tickets for. With a a credit card. With a credit card that gets sent. (laughs) And, And we just sort of watch them live their life and interact with each other. Um, they don't do anything. Yeah, they don't do anything. I mean, yeah, this is for me. This is like the kind of classic can film. It's you know, it's there, it's there was literally a scene in it where they show a chair and then a table and then a window, wasn't it? Okay. And they just they subtitle it, and you have five seconds showing a chair with nothing happening with chair written underneath it, and then they show a window, window. I just did not for no reason just chucked into the scene. It was just this. Oh, if you would, if if you wanted to make a, do a piss take on a can film, it's you know that's it. Maybe it was. They just didn't realise in director's fortnight. 
Yeah, maybe it's... it was an absolute shocker. Um, I, mean, I think, yeah, yeah, again, you're harsher than me. I'm sure you fell asleep a little bit, though. No, no, I no, didn't. Did you know that one. Oh, Laura, okay. fell Laura fell asleep. Laura completely two, fell asleep. Two-door Laura. <laughs> two-door <laughs> Laura. Um, now, I saw it all, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 th- I thought it was bad. I thought there was a couple of the odd nice moment, but I, for me, like I said, there was no real story, there was no real drive. I mean, the main dramatic thrust was this band breaking up or this detention of the band, but, that, but it's, she was the main character. Yeah. And I think, for me, it's like, if you're going to make a film about nothing and you're just going to make a film about sort of people's lives and them interacting, they have to be either phenomenally interesting characters or have interactions or the dialogue needs to be so amazing, whether it's insightful or reflective or witty or, or whatever, that we want to watch and we want to listen. Because that, you know, But it wasn't. So nothing was happening. They weren't great characters. They weren't saying anything of, of interest. So it so was like... She spent half the film unlocking a bike. Yeah, or trying to. Trying to. Oh, actually, there you go. There's the directors at the end. They, they did. Yes. So, there's your but story. oh no, we're missing the best thing about it. We're missing the ten-year-old boy with the voice of a twenty-five-year-old. Okay, which was mildly amusing. Yeah, but why time. was it in there? Yeah, I mean, why, why, why have we got a boy that turns up on his little bike and goes hello? Yeah, but basically, this idea was that there's this really young boy and he's they're saying that oh god, his voice, you know, his balls have dropped and his, you know, and he turns up and he's obviously dubbed as this man, which is kind of amusing first time we do it. It is random, and again because the film doesn't do anything else like that, it's a bit weird. But they keep bringing this boy back and back as a regular gag, and it's like it's not that yeah. funny. So trying to be like this, yeah, this kind of really romantic kind of mature guy. It's this ten year old boy on a bike buying an ice cream yeah it's mildly and amusing it's, it is first. mildly amusing and it, well, it was very amusing compared to the rest of the film although you did laugh at the bit where they hoovered up poo yes I did yes so, yes. We, we so actually that, this bad film's turning we, into a bit of a classic it, isn't it <laughs> it, it, was, it was enjoyable for being so shit yeah because we had yeah a dog, dog came out and we had a nice long we, I, think, I think we had a good minute and a half of the dog squeezing a shit out on the lawn and then and then a shot of her coming outside and hoovering it up. So, yeah, it was that was... <laughs> and so the, the last thing I want to point out, really, is kind of a, sort of an offensive moment. It's hard to offend me. I wasn't really offended. I don't really care. But it's a sort of, a, of like a severely special needs character in it who she works with. And that's fine. And then there's this one scene where she gets fired and him and two other severely special needs people are outside. And then there's this sort of bit where they make a joke out of them... Turning to laugh at each other, and it's just a more well, yes, really inappropriate. Really it's inappropriate. just like, you know, like, I'm not bothered. Don't bother me, but it's like, actually, that's kind of offensive. It was. It's just you're, you're laughing at these yeah. special needs they'd people. Kind of, they'd it kind of got weird. these characters in, and they'd just, yeah, they kind of got them in to abuse them in a way. It was a, get this weird scene, but that was weird. But, anyways, that was too darn Nicole. There's not much to say, not much happened. Really Friend didn't is, like it. You'll never see it. Um, um, so, and then after that, do you want to explain about what the film am I thinking of? Um, white, well, no, white, we, what, got white gold or... And what, obviously we've seen... Salt. Oh, oh of course, Still the Water. Still the Water. In competition film, Japanese, um, Naomi Kawazi, Kawazi, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, and yeah, Still the Water. Do you want to explain what Still the Water is Still the about? Water. This was last night's epic. It's a... Uh, so you've got um, basically a, a young boy and girl uh, in this kind of re- quite remote Japanese... Um, uh, it's an island somewhere in Japan? or mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Off Tokyo. Yeah. And so you've got like, just like lots of shacks on the beach and things like this and like a, a school. It's, it's, anyway, it's a small community. And basically this, the, this boy finds a body floating in the water after a major storm. 
And then, essentially, the, the story is then takes you on... It's kind of two parts. It's supposed to be about finding, you know, what who's this body is and, you know, how, how it ended up in the water, things like this. And then you've also got um, kind of his girlfriend or someone who wants to be his girlfriend. So you've got this sort of romantic story where they, they're supposed to try and find out who this person is and it's supposed to be, you know, it's kind of this love story and then there's, there's lots of depictions of death and one of the characters, is um, their family is dying around them and um, there's lots of kind of, there's broken families and it's all supposed to be kind of, these strands of like people's stories which touch on like love and loss loss and things like this um and it, it kind of in a way it, it uses those to an extent but in terms of the main story of finding out who this person you know was this dead body in the water you never they never really refer back to it until the very end it kind of it just kind of likes to forget about it for the whole middle section of the film um it's very kind of low on dialogue, isn't it? It's, it's sort of not not an awful lot is happening throughout the film. Um, there's a lot of him kind of on a bike riding around a bit and he goes off to Tokyo to see his dad for a while. But not, none of it really is it pulls that much into the story. It's not needed. It's just a lot of fluff around. It doesn't have a this like defined plot. You don't really know. It, it's just got no real centre to it. And it's... It's, it wasn't particularly nice, nicely kind of shot. It was there was some there was obviously some kind of um, well some B roll or something that was, that was shot some kind of second unit work that was looked like they'd used a totally different camera. It was it was glaring. Oh, it was obvious. definitely it was a different camera. Horrible. It may have been a mobile phone. <laughs> I don't know what it was, um, but even the main the main shot it wasn't wasn't particularly nice. It was it was very dull. It was kind of a I suppose they may be saying it was trying to be raw, but it was it just it wasn't it wasn't nice to look at. It was it didn't really have a particularly interesting plot. Um, characters weren't very good. The it was yeah, it really wasn't wasn't great. Yeah, I mean it's an odd one. I mean it did look really cheap. I mean, but then on the flip side, there was some stunning sort of imagery in terms of because of the island was beautiful and the sort of. You know, and the locals were, were incredible. So it's like, it could have been, it could have looked it stunning. It could have been nice. And it's similar to like Mr. Turner in a way. That there's a lot of stuff that did look kind of beautiful. And They'd got some nice that. shots of the storm. Yeah. And but they just seem to refer just, back to the same shots of the storm all the time. Yeah, but even then, just even the kind of the house and stuff, it could have looked nice, but it had this just really yeah, they had, digital, everything in focus sort of look to it. And it's just like, yeah, it just didn't... Yeah, the, yeah, the, the content could... It, they, had a, they had an amazing location on the doorstep. Yeah. And what there's a moment where it's like, God, that's an amazing. That's, that place looks amazing. But in this kind of kind of composition of it was kind of good, but it just didn't look nice. It just wasn't, you know. But whatever, anyway. Um, but in terms of the film, yeah, I mean, it's what I said. What's quite interesting is that you referred the whole story then from the boy's perspective, and in my head, it was the girl's story. Okay. Which I find really interesting, because for me, it's her story. Um, so that's I find that interesting. But it kind of obviously they're both in well, it a just, lot. And you just thought the girl was really hot. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't, no, I haven't decided it. It depends how old she is. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so 
Yeah, no, I suppose the kind of main, obviously, in, in essence, yeah, it kind of sets up this mystery of this missing body. Then, like you said, it just doesn't do anything with it, which is sort of fine. I mean, the main thrust of it is this coming of age story. They're both sort of maturing into adulthood, and they're falling in love, and they want to they want to have sex for the first time, and they're being exposed to death for the first time, and there's and, uh, the kind of like the idea of nature is obviously a big part of it, and there's sort of the wise people, the kind of grandfather and the parents always speak of nature to do with love and life, and you know, and things like that. So it's very obviously in a kind of of Japanese philosophical way, and in, 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 but I think it sounds a lot more interesting than it actually was within it. Um, unlike Two Door Nicole, I do actually think there was a lot more moments that I did really enjoy. Just you know, like the girl's mother was dying, and there's a scene where she was like singing a song with the family. Yeah, and there was some, some really heartfelt, tender moments. moments I think yeah. what it was is they just all the all the different strands just didn't knit together didn't, into, yeah. into one coherent plot. Yeah, well, there weren't. F- f- Entirely fulfilling it on their own, and they definitely didn't work right. as a whole. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I would say most of the time I was just incredibly bored. There was just so much sort I mean, of pondering it wasn't until the end. I'd, I'd forgotten about the body in the water. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did. And, it, and, it, and it, the revelation wasn't exciting or interesting yeah. in any way. And it's just, it's just a really, a really an odd one. I'd like again the kind of ingredients that could have been really nice, and it sounds kind of exciting in a way but it was just inc- you know like a lot we do this every year a lot of Cannes films are very slow they are very dull and not many you know, they don't have much of a life outside yeah. of festivals and, you and can- I don't think any film needs two sacrificial killings of a goat yeah it's, I, sometimes I watch these films and I just think you know like they've got an incredibly graphic kind of knife um, throat slitting of a goat, goat which yeah. is Please, kind of powerful yeah. to see it was but we don't need to see it Twice from like you later could, on. You, in could a you do that if he's filming in Britain? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's matter, yeah. And then obviously they pull that one out again. Yeah. Thanks, but there's a little bit more suffering on the second one. There was. We heard yeah. the goat in the second yeah. one. It yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. It's pain. Because the first one, it was kind of ridiculously gruesome, but it was kind of over quickly. And then the second time, no, let's 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 drag it yeah. out and let's see this goat suffer and I think we'll end on a, on a line from the film that the boy says because the goat is suffering and is suffering and the boy says how long is this going to go on for which was a good kind of summary of the film at that yeah. point I think um, so yeah um, so the final film we'll talk about is a film called White God which I kept calling White, White. Dog <laughs> because there's a dog in it that's the main kind of there's stuff there's a lot of dogs there's a lot of dogs in it um so, this film is a Hungarian film, and it is about this girl who's got this pet dog, and she loves this dog, and her mum, who she lives with, is going away for a, a, a conference, and she leaves her with her dad, and the dad is clearly very distant and cold to the daughter, he definitely doesn't want the dog there, there's definite tension between them and the dog, but the girl, the dog, is clearly her best friend, um, and then basically we just see this girl and this dog have a, have a relationship, and the dog ends up getting you know, the dad ends up throwing the the dog away because the kind of authorities come and because it's a mongrel and not a pedigree, they want money or, you know, whatever. But ultimately, the dog is end up casting aside and the girl is obviously devastated and, and is trying to find him. So the story, as it starts, is it's sort of a weird homeward bound dog thing, which yeah. I kind of loved, you know, and it does turn a borderline silly at times yeah. and there's a little dog it becomes its best friend and yeah. and there's so it, it, it quickly turns from the girls this view of the girl to the dog's story the dog we life. get down to the yeah. dog's level and we start to follow the dog instead yeah. of following the so girl so it's like this dog is trying to and, and the dog gets end up being 
get bought, he gets taken by Trump, he gets sold to be a dog fighter, he then gets, um, you know, lots happens to the dog, and the girl in the, mean, in, the, in the meanwhile is trying to find the dog, is trying to form a relationship with her father, is trying to, you know, is falling in love with somebody, she's in a band, and she's sort of like discovering that aspect to it. And so these two stories sort of like go side by side and then sort of like culminate for the final act. And it turns into a mental horror film where the dogs kind of run riot around the, around the whole uh, town. But, we won't, you know, we won't say too much more than that. But, I mean, what I will say is I absolutely, I, I love this film. I'm, I, I'm, I love talking animal films. I love animal films. As simple as that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And this was like a can... Animal talking animal film. It's you know what I mean. It's like as yeah. close to talking animal film as can will ever get, yeah. which I love. You know the kind of dog and the performances that they get out of the dogs. I think was kind of unbelievable. It was. It was. It was some stunning. St- it was really nice the shot. As yeah, well. it looked some great. Of the, some of the some of the shots of the dog and and the dogs. The, 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 the packs of and, dogs oh, are just it's absolutely stunning. Like because open, I mean we're talking we're talking a hell of a lot of dogs. Fifty plus Essen- yeah, dogs. I mean essentially, um, kind of the premise is in Hungary. They've got this, they have this, um, or within the film, I don't know if it's real, but there's a hell of a lot of stray dogs, and there's a, there's a you know, a concerted effort by the government to, to get all the dogs together. So, like, you've got pretty much all the stray dogs in the city, kind of, in one shot. And so, we're talking... And the film opens with that, with, and where this girl is riding yeah. on a bike, and then all of a sudden all these dogs come, and it's a fucking terrifying yeah, image. It's a hell of a lot of dogs. Um, but, yeah, so, so I, yeah, so obviously I really love that aspect of it. It, it, it does get a bit silly. And, it, and the film is kind of mental in that regard. Like, there's this sort of, like, really sort of, kind of, naturalistic kind of family sort of breakdown when there's yeah. a nice relationship when I say nice I mean a, an interesting relationship with the father and the daughter and how they revolve it in her life and, and then this sort of weird homeward bound sort of yeah. style dog trying to f- break home with some again horrific imagery it, it's and, just and how they've managed to balance this dog story with this girl and then it turns into a horror film but, yeah and then it turns into the absolute massacre but it all works yeah. really really well it's it. I biggest surprise so far for me. Yeah. I mean, we saw we saw the posters. There's been quite a lot of like talk about it, but it's um, we kind of we kind of went. Well, I think we ended up there maybe a little bit by mistake. We did because we couldn't get into Lost River. But um, although I had it, I had pulled I pulled it, it out because yeah, it had a dog it. in it. It looked, it looked kind of yeah. interesting. It's, it's certainly not a film I would normally go and see. I was really really surprised by it. Um, it was. I would, it was it was great. It kind of had a bit of everything for me. It had a, like humor with the dogs. It turns into crazy horror. You know that was that was quite fun in a way. Tonally, it's a bit messy, a bit but it works. But, but yeah, it kind of works. it's it, mental. Yeah, it's, you don't think you don't think of it as a mess because each bit works so well. Mm. The horror bit's great. The, the the kid and like the father and the relationship stuff works, and the the dog stuff is fantastic. Yeah, in terms of like you know. And it constantly grounds it. It does, but it does go silly a lot. But it constantly grounds it in this kind of really dark reality. Like the dog fighting scene is quite yeah. kind of horrific. It's yeah. there's like torture scenes where it's being trained up, and it is horrific. And the dog yeah, the turns train, the... nasty, and it, it is nasty. It's yeah. not a you know, it's not a sugar coated nasty. No. It's like this is an, a nasty dog, yeah. and it so it plays it kind of it's kind of horrific in moments. But then it is silly, and the you know these dogs snuggle up to each other, and they're kind of yeah. in the grass, and it's just really it's an odd film. But um, yeah, I did like it a lot, and I'm Honestly, breaking news, it's already an award winner. It is. Yeah. It won the Palm Dog. Did it win? It won the Palm Dog today. It won the Palm Dog. We, we ha- well, the, the, yeah, it had to win, really. It, it did. Buddy and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Although Buddy's the only one who got credited. That's really? harsh, yeah. Buddy, yeah. There's two dogs. Yeah, there's two dogs that played the same character. Yeah. Oh, evil, evil. It's like kids. Evil, evil dog and... 
Kids and dogs, maybe it could be that. Yeah. But like, obviously, when you have kids, you usually use twins, yeah. so they can they don't have to exhaust the child. So I don't know if it's a similar thing, or maybe it was evil dog, nice dog. So, but um, yeah, and even, so he's got a nice little collar now. He's got the palm dog yeah. collar. But um, yeah, it's, I'd like you know, I'd like, it's kind of I'd, I'd, I'd be, I I think it could get a, a small. I think and, if, and yeah, if if it and if it is out there, it's definitely worth a. It's a good. Like, it would make a good cinema trip. I think you know, yeah. it's, you'd have a good laugh. It's I think you could take it on. Oh, you can't take Laura to it. Um, if anybody likes cruelty to animals, because it is cruel, it is very cruel to animals. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, for me, that's what adds to it. It's kind of you see the kind of yeah. They don't shy away from anything, especially because ultimately the, the kind of massacre at the end is born out of all this cruelty that this dog's been exposed to, yeah. and he just then wreaks revenge on everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's the, kind of the dogs fighting back. When you describe it, it's ridiculous. The, it's it's it? animals fighting back against their own cruelty. It's fantastic. It's brilliant. It's good. It's, it, other than How to Train Your Dragon 2, I'd say it's my favourite film of the festival so far. Is it? Yeah, one definitely. Of, one of my favourites. Yeah, one definitely. of my favourites, definitely. Um, so we'll, we'll end it on the Palm Dog winner. What, yeah. White God, not White Dog. White Dog. White God. And um, tomorrow we'll, we'll get up in the morning. And yeah, we'll do we, another we have one. seen a couple more competition films in the meantime, but I think we're going to have a bit more of a competition film-centric. Yeah. Um, and now, by, from now on. And by yeah. then we'll also know the... Um, Pam Dor well, winner. Yeah, the winner. So uh, we'll have a bit more focus on that. But uh, yeah, a weekend of film ahead. Awesome. See you later. <laughs>